Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Let's take you to Mike McCarthy's presser live and in progress. So now to be part of it's really cool. You guys are the second game. Hopefully, people aren't taking their tricky nap. Hey, you never know. We just got, we just got to win from my perspective. So yeah, whatever it takes. It's that's what Thanksgiving's all about. Jane. Jane Slater, NFL Network. Uh, a couple weeks ago, when I talked to Deron Bland after one of his big games, we discussed him being a little overlooked in the fifth round, but he accredited some of the coaching that he's gotten here to see his game improve. Where have you seen him from when you guys were scouting him and brought him in here to this year where he's just quietly becoming a household name? You know, I'm not really the, probably the right person to talk about that. Um, and, and I mean this respectfully. I, I, I get irritated when, they, when people say, well, he was a fifth-round pick. You know, I mean, who cares? I mean, it's, uh, you know, because that's not what they are. You know, I, I get it when they're, you know, when you're a first-round pick versus a first-round pick, all, the only thing that means is, you're at the front of the line for the opportunities, you know, just because you're three or four in, in the line. But at the end of the day, when they get here, they all they all have to go play. And um, and he, he has stepped in here and, and has, has done it since day one. So um, so it, should he have been a first, second, third round pick? I mean, you know, if you go off of professional football production, you, you, you can make that case. So, um, so you know, and there's so much that goes into the draft. So I'm, I'm not being critical of the draft process at all. I just think it's – it's the way it shakes out, and it's just like anything in life. Uh, it's what you do with the opportunity, and I, and I appreciate, you know, DB recognizing the coaching and, and the opportunity, and, and, and also the veterans that he's been in the room with, because, you know, uh, th- these players do not show up here out of college, ready to go and, and play at that. I mean, there's there's a lot go into it, but you know, they do deserve the credit because they they do the work and they absorb um, the resources to to grow and improve, and he's a great example of that. So. Um, but yes, I, I think I mean, he's off to an incredible start of his career. But the thing that I've always been so impressed with him is his consistency. It's it's not too big for him. Um, you know, he's he's been the same person every day since he's been here, and I, and I hope he holds to that because that will serve him well. Because that's a a great trait to have, especially when you're having success uh, and amount of success that he's having so early in his career. They're both fairly mild mannered corners too. When you think about Trayvon and Jerron, until they sort of get out in the field, have you ever experienced that? Because I feel like corners, for the most part, talk a lot. Yes, uh, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I think that you know the personality off the field. You know, uh, you see it all the time. It doesn't really match the way they play, and, and I think that's just the beauty of the competitive arena that these, that these special men get to go out and compete in. So, yeah, but I, I don't disagree with that. Top. Sorry, Sophia, but I, we've seen a lot of injuries recently around the league, Joe Burrow, like significant ones. From a coaching staff standpoint, what kind of things do you have to do to make sure that, you know, some are freak injuries, some maybe other things. How do you kind of view injury prevention? Uh, don't even, yeah, I mean, to me, that's all part of the way you train. It's part of your training environment. You know, risk assessment is, 
is at the forefront of every time you put together a practice plan. Uh, so, um, and I can't believe I'm talking this much about it. Just you try to avoid it, it, talking about it, thinking about it, you know, answering questions about it. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 an unfortunate part of the game. Also, uh, Mark Andrews with the hip drop tackle kind of brought that conversation back. Tony yeah. Pollard, obviously. What what are kind of your thoughts on that play? Uh, it doesn't belong in the game. I mean, you know, they could talk about this in the offseason because that's really when these things are addressed. But you know, I, I don't see a whole lot of difference between that and the horse collar, is, is my personal view. So uh, I think they've taken out less violent uh, things in the game in recent years than the hip drop tackle. I, I think there's no place for it. Garrett. Garrett Puddell, CBS Sports. Mike, Sam Howell's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, and your pass rush is the highest quarterback pressure rate. What kind of opportunity does that prevent? present your defense? Well, I, I think just like anything, statistics are, you know, it's, it's they're, and analytics are, they're bright lights, you know, so you, you, you look at that and, um, you know, and it's no different if you're on the other side of the conversation, uh, but protection is a huge part of every passing game. So, um, but, you know, we, we understand what you did yesterday doesn't, you know, it doesn't guarantee you anything today. So, uh, but, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we keep building off that positive statistic. Scott. Skyler Dixon with the AB. Uh, back on Bland, you made the point before, and I think you made it again today, that it's not like he came out of nowhere this year. He had a good year last year, led you all in interceptions. How much do you think the success of last year kind of laid the ground for, for what's going on now? Oh, I think it's a big part of it. I think confidence is, is the most important thing. You can't put a gauge on it. You know, it's, I think it's, you want to talk about analytics statistics, if ever you can come up with a device to, to measure, you know, the confidence level of individuals, groups, positions, units. I mean, that, that, that's what we're all working on each and every day. You know, and that's how you're able to, A, have success and continue to build off of success. And, and then that's, you know, that's when you obviously want to launch that going into December, you know, the, playing your best football. But, yeah, his confidence level is a huge part of success. Scholar. Scholar. Oh, that would mean that. Oh, that I, I, I got one more, though. <laughs> uh, Ted, Ted's slacking over here. I don't know. You know. Holiday. I'm doing yeah. things at the same time. Yeah, he's getting his turkey Thanksgiving menu together. Right. Your old team's playing Detroit Thursday. Do you, what do you remember about the times that you made that visit on Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, great game to play in. Um, you know, I, I, I love the early games. So, and, um, you know, the beauty of. You know, playing in in Detroit from you know from Green Bay, it's a you know it's a quick 50 minute flight, so it always timed up real nice. You're walking in, and you say the prayer, and get you know sit down with the family for dinner. So no, I, I've always enjoyed playing in the Thanksgiving game over there. So it's a great environment, but uh, there's nothing like AT and T. So playing on Thanksgiving is awesome. It really is. Um, it's the hard parts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it's really on the players. You know, the, I think our coaches have absorbed it and. You know, we were able to get in front of the game plan part of it. But, uh, you know, playing the game is, you know, once Thursday gets here, everybody's going to be really, really excited. So. Patrick. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. Uh, Mike, looking to the commanders, after the Panthers win, Dak Prescott uh, kind of hinted back at the outcome of you guys' last contest with the, with the commanders in Week 17. Kind of felt like he has an added motivation. Obviously, different personnel, plus minus on both sides. But is there anything, and if so, what can you take away from that game that kind of help you this week? Well, I mean, you look at every game that you, the last game you played against, you know, especially as division opponents. So, and I think that's, you know, part of your preparation plan. Um, you know, we we spent a little time today on the tradition and the history of this game. You know, um, but, you know, had had a, a nice video for the for the players this morning. Uh, I, I feel that's very important. 
Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we clearly understand the way that game went down. They didn't have anything to play for. We we you know we obviously did you know, going into the playoffs. So, uh, but yes, that, it's it's part of our breakdowns. You know, it's part of the video that we watched uh, you know throughout our preparation this week. Joe. Uh, Joe White, Lone Star Live. Back-to-back uh, -back Thursday games are unique, but once you kind of get through this short week, and is there an advantage maybe to getting that extra rest after the second Thursday game? Well, I hope so. You know, we're, we're going to try to take advantage of it. You know, we're going to, you know, to me, it's a, you know, it's a mini break. You know, um, I, don't, I don't like to call it a bye week because then I'll be under CBA regulations. So, uh, <laughs> but no, we definitely need to take advantage of it. James. How hard is it to be a coach, for instance, in Ron Rivera's situation where he's endured a couple of really tough seasons, some factors not in his control, but to continue to game plan and motivate your locker room when there's so many questions about your job security? Well, I think the big thing, uh, you know, number one, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Ron. I uh, was able to com compete against him, you know, as coordinators. Um, you know, we became head coaches relatively about the same time. So, uh, you know, he, he's built two programs. Um, so and so I'm, I'm very much in touch, you know, with what he's done uh, in his career. You know, he was in Chicago when I was first in Green Bay. So, I, you know, I, I think um, with that being said, I, I don't think just from my understanding and, and what, I, what I hear is, you know, just the way he's handling it, which you, you, doesn't surprise you. I mean, Ron's a man's man. And uh, I just think the open and direct approach that he's – taken is is the best way but uh yeah to, to put myself in any other coach's shoes that's that's you know that's not somewhere where i can really go wrap it up with george george no yes uh george c cbs sports texas i'm curious to know if you've uh ever had it in the turkey that they give on thursday after the game if not do they allow the coaches to have some that's a great question. Uh, um, no, but uh, you know, since Tad's so focused on the press conference, I'll have him look into it. But uh, so, uh, no. yeah, That's, we'll get right back to you. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. There you go. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy right here on 105.3 The Fan. And for anybody who missed it earlier, because I know. We've gotten a lot of text about this and everything like that. 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon. <laughs> if you need anything else further, you can also just go to 1053thefan.com. It's right on the main page. So we'll get you there one way or another. I'm not crazy about throwing this out anymore because people keep outbidding me. <laughs> Somebody just texted in and said, I'm silently bidding against Mike and his Mickey card. It's a, it it's is not a, a card. It's, it's a, a huge, lithic, yeah. Like, it's 26 by 38. It is enormous. Inches. But they are. That's not feet, Mike. They are <laughs> silently bidding against you, and they said, "Tell him to deal with it." Nine thousand dollars to charity. So good luck. This, Dang it! Oh my who god! Who is that? I did. I did. I don't know. I love. This them. is an interesting thing to me. I don't know how y'all feel. I asked Mike about this. Kevin is. I bid on my own auction thing, and I've lost. You. Uh, <laughs> I haven't lost yet, but I'm losing. You do you like the bidding process, like eBay type stuff? No. Okay. I think Mike loves it. I think he enjoys watching the bid, and it, and I'm not. I'm on the other side where I'm just like I get anxiety from it and everything. So, but you're, you so you feel the same way where you're just yeah, like, no, are I, you a buy it now guy? Exactly. Or <laughs> I I like the ones where it's like, will you accept an offer and you can go. I just want to go ahead and like try to cut right to the chase with this. And I also like I understand 
people who come in there and like snipe and everything like that. But I do hate it if you've been watching this auction for four days and somebody's like, oh, yeah, I would do that. Click. At the last yeah. second. <laughs> but you know what? I encourage everyone to do that in this. And I hope you bid all of the dollars for my possibilities. And, yes, Mike is donating his chair. We will start getting yeah. all the autographs and signatures. You probably should have that done by now. I, I, guess. I No, I we'll forgot. be able to do it because every host will be on tomorrow. And I'll get a silver Sharpie and we'll silver Sharpie this up. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. We just got to make sure we get Lucius to get it. Is Remember. Get, yeah. I built this myself. Yeah. So it works almost perfectly. <laughs> I don't know what I do with these. For some reason, the hydraulic just every randomly once in a while goes down, and I don't know why it does. But besides that, this is a very comfortable chair that I'm going to miss. And you know what? We'll, Derek Holland will be here tomorrow. We'll get him to autograph it as oh, well. Wow. So there, there's, a, there's a bonus for you. Maybe and Luca will be here too. I, You know what? You can take that chair over there and get Dirk to sign it. For the KNC Masterpiece, don't. I know, I know. Coming up. Let's wait. Next. <laughs> let's go around the rest of the NFC East. Dirk 100 things. Hey, sign all this. For, <laughs> That's what you do with Bobby Witt. For charity. Junior. Bobby Witt Junior. Oh, what about senior, though? That'd be cool to have a ball by Witt and Hey, we'll Witt save Witt. this conversation until we go off air. Yeah, and the two Bassics. And oh. the Griffies. Oh. Can you? Are you going to see your dad today? No. Will you go see your dad today? No. <laughs> he lives too far away. He lives near Lake Arlington. Okay. So I was going to say a Bassick and Bassick signed autograph ball would be pretty cool. Next year. Coming up next. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Let's go around the rest of the <laughs> NFC East. We will talk a little bit more about Monday Night Football. Plus, history for the commanders, but not the good kind. That and Mike likes it. Likes it. We'll do it next right here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. A fan. Do we push, push? Do they brotherly shove? They push. They shove. Touchdown. Eagles take the lead for the first time in this game. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but we're also going to go across the rest of of the NFC East. Would you guys like to start with the Cowboys, the Commanders, the Giants, 
or the Eagles. Mike, last week we were out for this one. Oh, so you guys changed it up? We went in reverse order. We went from the bottom. That's true. Uh, you um, uh, Who's that guy that likes the Toronto Raptors? Drake. You draked it. From the bottom to the <laughs> – Started yeah, from the started bottom, from the now bottom. we're here. And now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I'll All stop. I'll stop that right there from where what the next word is in that song. Thank you. Um, Pick a team. E. No, stop it. <laughs> That's my own fault. You're right to do that. All right. Philadelphia Eagles victorious over the Kansas City Chiefs 21-17. This is something that I've seen floating around a lot. I'm not saying that it was going to happen either way. But my question is, do you think that win by the Eagles last night means the division is over? Because yes. I know there are a lot of people who think that. Yep, I, I, I do. I just think that that was one of those that I was kind of pinning as, I think this could be a loss for them. And, uh, and Kansas City didn't show up at all, man. They were bad last night. And so I, I think that even this, the rest of their schedule looks tough. I think it's just too much because the Cowboys are yeah. probably going to have one of those two that are gone. I hate saying this, but the reality is there is time for major injuries to happen. That's true. Which can change things up. So, But if Philadelphia stays pretty darn healthy with their major players and they don't have their, let's just be honest here, their quarterback get hurt. Sure. Um, then probably, but I think the Cowboys can win this division. I, I think it's not... Super realistic, but they have to go undefeated the rest of the way. Yeah. So if the Cowboys win out and they end up going 14-3, and three, I think they win the division. Okay. But I think we're down to that point now okay. is that probably winning out is the path for the Cowboys to be the division winner. And if they do that, they would be the one seed. And then regardless of how ugly the game was, is Jalen Hurts now entrenched as the MVP favorite. I realize how the game played out. I realize statistically not impressive whatsoever. I think he's, I have a, I have a certain group of five that are kind of interchangeable at the moment. Uh, I still think Mahomes put on an MVP type performance last night. If any of those dudes could catch the damn ball. Sure. Uh, like that's, that is a huge factor, but I still, I still have two of their, you know, like two is real okay. for me that he's, He's my leader at the moment. Now, and I think he was your dark horse guy yes, at the beginning of the yes, season. Yes, he was. Thank you. Is we didn't get a chance to mention this on Monday. Did you see that the Eagles just waved somebody that hasn't played football for 29 years? Yeah, I did see this. this is wild. Mike, did you see this story? They yeah. just waved a 51 year old. Fran Tarkenton? No. <laughs> He's oh, older than that. We do have an autographed Sports Illustrated from Fran Tarkenton. No way. Yes, we do. How do we have all this stuff? It's amazing. Because I think about this all year long. He's 83. And because, by the way, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, we have a lot of really, really generous folks who listen. From the 682, Jason Kelsey is the real MVP. That might be true, yeah. Kevin, considering the tush pushes reality. No, you you were right about that. Is so a fella by the name of Bernard Williams. He was the 14th pick out of Georgia in the 1994 NFL draft. He played all 16 games at left tackle for the Eagles. Then he tested positive for marijuana, and he was suspended for all of 1995. When players are suspended, they have to apply for reinstatement to be eligible to play ever again. Even if their suspension was set for a, a certain amount of time, you still have to reapply. He never reapplied, and nothing ever happened. Yeah. So he just sat there lingering in, I don't know, the NFL Who records. Bill? Yes, for 29 years, and he just got released. 
And he said all these people were blowing up his phone and being like, hey, what's the deal? And he goes, what? What happened? And he said he had no idea that he was even in the NFL system. But, yeah, after 29 years, they finally moved on. That is that is well, good for him. He's free to do what he wants to do. In that's the NFL right. Now. Does anybody have Mike's rights? He never retired from baseball officially. Does, does anybody have your rights still? No, because. No option at all. <laughs> you can. Uh, 08, my last year was with Washington. So I became a free agent when they didn't tender me. Okay, So yeah. when you don't get tendered a contract, Brandon Woodruff, we talked sure. about him earlier in the show, you become a free agent. So I'm still a free agent, can sign with anybody. You guys want to go with Giants, Commanders, or Cowboys? C. Oh, you'll let him spell oh, out Cowboys. you want to spell this one? Wow. Spell cow- he's going to oh. say O, and then he's going to divert to M, and I'm going to get angry. W? Okay. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you spell it so far. Pray for me tomorrow. The Dallas Cowboys <laughs> had, not awesome. de- had not defeated a number one overall pick since Jim Plunkett and the Patriots in 1971. Since then, they lost to Michael Vick in 2001, David Carr, 2002, Carson Palmer, 2003, Eli Manning, 2004. And then for some reason, they just quit doing that. And they, Jameis Winston in 2015. So this is the first time since 1971. Oh, the, I got you. I, like, I think we beat Eli Manning in no, his no, no. career. No, in their, their first year. game. In their first, okay. okay. That's I what I said. Like, a rookie quarterback. I was like Matt their, Stafford, but then yeah, Matt Stafford had some significant. Okay. So good job, <laughs> Cowboys. So huge win. <laughs> that was a big deal for us, man. That's it. And then maybe that's the thing that breaks the. What's the, what, when was the last year? 1971. What happened in that year? The Dallas Cowboys yes. won the Super Bowl. Dude, there's so there many things that are lining up right now. So right. many stars are lining up for us. I don't know if this stat's going to mean anything to you because of the teams they played. And look, I realize the teams they played. In the last two games, the Cowboys have given up a total of 359 yards. That is the lowest in a two-game span in six years for the Cowboys. Does that impress you, or are you like, yeah, and yeah? And six years ago, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. No. No? They, they were the number one seed. Uh, this I'll, is the I'll, weirdest season. Yes. That there's oh, no, such a different season crap in the yeah. NFL. And the Cowboys, to their credit, there is obviously the one game. But, man, they're taking advantage of the crap. Yes. I. It doesn't. Kevin, I really? like when you say haven't done it since whatever year, sure. many, many years ago. Sure. Six years. Okay. That's low. Okay. Okay. CeeDee Lamb, first player in franchise history with 3,000-yard receiving seasons in his first four years. Never happened in the history of the Cowboys, ever. He's good, man. He is. He's good at footballing, and that's why when I saw that he was on the – they didn't practice yesterday, but whenever they were like, hey, but he wouldn't practice anyway with the the ankle. And I do hope it's more along the lines of, hey, just stay off your feet. You got a game Thursday. McCarthy said he thought he'd be okay, too. Did you see – this is going back a couple days – Neville Gallimore is fine for kicking that dude in the junk. $9,754. Well worth it. I know, because that's like on the low, low end. Think about it. Mike, hold on. Before you say anything, All right. how many people can you instantly think of that you might pay $10,000 to kick them in the junk? Jim Bowden came to mind first. <laughs> okay, so one at least. But that was fast. Like, that was so that was fast. So yeah. It didn't even take him a second to think about that. He already had that lined up. He didn't even know what your question was going to be, and he had that I answer. I know. So I think that I think they're, you're right. Asking that question, you're right. 
because a lot of people have in mind that they would, yeah, if I had the money to do it, I would kick that person in the junk. Man. Who's your number one? Ooh. I'm going to have to think about that. Okay. I had a number one. Yes, man, immediately he did. All right. The referee that didn't call Deion Sanders for the oh, pass interference, yeah. and we could have had four straight Super I Bowl wins. I see that. You're okay with him. You don't even know his name. I'll find out. He didn't ruin your career. <laughs> He's, that's a good point. You don't know. What if I would have gone on to be a great referee after that? Only I thought because it was that 94 like, NFC championship. I was like, man, that was an amazing call. I want to be just like that referee uh-huh. one day and make great calls. Okay. I don't know. You want to go with the Commanders and the Giants next? They're kind of intertwined. Let's go with the Manders because we're playing them. All right. At RFK. C. Can you spell this? O. M. M. A. N. D. E. R. S. Commanders. I thought he was going to add another letter. I did too. (laughs) It's like it's like two two Manders. There an apostrophe. Right. No. What? Two Manders. Commanders. Commanders. Yes. Yeah. I know, Mike. There's no comment to the top. Huh? <sighs> All right. Stop it. Washington looked like they were going to crush the Giants. Mm-hmm. They had five sacks on Tommy DeVito in the first quarter. And then I give you this amazing factoid. I didn't even know this was possible. The Commanders are the first team since 1984 to have nine or more sacks in a game and lose by double digits. Wow. They had more than nine. They had nine sacks in that game. And what happened in that year, they Kevin? Lo- uh, Apple. Computers were created. I, yeah. What I year? I don't know. 1984. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if There's that a commercial is where that accurate. person throws that sledgehammer yeah, through that. Yeah, but that apple. was about 1984, not. Oh, my God. Don Mattingly was the hottest card on the market. All right. How about that? I was hey, in, I was remember when I school. said new items might show up tomorrow? We still got to tomorrow if you want my broken headphones. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah, those man. Those are tough to break. Year. Those are really big. I was really mad. The Commanders also turned the ball over six times in that game. So if you're wondering how okay, they lost, right, see? that is how they lost. Now, And I bet they'll do it again. You're probably right. Tommy DeVito. Hey. <laughs> I can't believe you won an NFL game. That is, I mean, if you don't believe in miracles, Tommy DeVito won an NFL football game. His passer rating. That would be like Danucci winning. Okay, think about this, though. His passer rating, 137.7, higher than any other commander's quarterback in any game this season. And then it took him so long to get to the showers, they turned the water off at FedEx Field. What? There was no- Are they in a foreign country? They turned the water <laughs> off. They, yeah, why would they do that? There hey, was, no more water. There was no- We're out. Hot water. So they went to the sinks to see if the water was working, and then they grabbed bottled water to see if they could shower off. Just that, the one guy? Who turns the water off in the yeah. stadium? I don't know. Is that like- like If I go, if we go to, the, to AT&T or we go to Globe Life, and we go to a water fountain. It's going to work. Yeah. We're there early. It's not off right now, and nobody's doing nobody's anything there. in that stadium, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, there could be people there just still celebrating. But you know what? I take that back. I think that players that live here can go there and work out. Now, it has to be during hours that I think the strength and conditioning coaches there, stuff like that. I don't think they just have a key to the whole stadium. But 
So even if you were going to Globe Life Field right now, the water would be on so that guys could take a shower after their workout. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you want them to stink in the car on the way. They home? never turn the no, water I off at don't. RFK. Yeah, I heard it just keeps flowing from the toilets. Oh my God. Um, or actually, I think that's FedEx. Hey, RFK yeah. smelt so bad. On the 682 with the sewer line issues, FedEx Field wasn't risking it. So that's probably what it is, Kevin. Yeah. They're like, we've had these issues before. You're probably right about that. Now, sticking with the Giants, they extended their string of games without a touchdown on the opening drive to 19. So they didn't score first quarter touchdown, so good for them. No touchdown in the opening drive in the last 19 games. Wow. And also, all four of their offensive touchdowns in the first half of the season are against the Commanders. Think about that for a second. All four (laughs) of their first half offensive touchdowns are against the Commanders. Two this weekend, and then two in week seven. And that's it. That is nuts, man. That is, and those two teams paired up, you're going to get weird scores and weird stuff, but that just shows how bad they are in general. Is it, maybe I'm wrong about this, because I know the Cowboys have lost a few games recently in week, whatever, 17 or 18, where they don't care, like last year. But for some reason, the rival games, now somehow Arizona does this to us, who used to be in our division, but we don't have issues with like, it doesn't feel like we have issues. Where they say throw the records out. Yeah, because it was- it's 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 a game in your division, and it's tough to beat them two times in one season. I don't feel like the Cowboys have had that issue for a long time with these bad teams. You are absolutely right uh, about that. All right, I have one more, I guess, around the NFC East thing to tell you. I'm just going to warn you we're going to move into the no-joke zone for this one. I am still of the belief that there is no chance this will actually go to trial, but the sexual assault lawsuit against Jerry Jones, according to court documents, you know how much I like checking those out, that has been set for March 18th of 2024. So it's uh, per the Dallas Morning News, it's in the 160th Civil District Court. Obviously, we've talked about this a lot over the last couple years. This lawsuit was initially filed in Dallas County in 2020 it now has a court date for march 16th of 2014 or excuse me march 18th of 2024 but like i said i would be stunned if this made it to trial but the point is it's on the docket four months from now there's obviously still other legal maneuverings you can have to try to get it delayed and everything like that but for now it is on the docket because I know people are always curious about things like that. Now, can I give you a quick update about somebody who used to play in the NFC East? Sure. Have you seen what Randall Cunningham is up to? No. I was a big fan of Randall Cunningham as a kid, and then it's like, wait, he plays for the Eagles. It's really tough because you enjoyed watching His him. His style of play was amazing. Of course. But then you knew that you couldn't enjoy him because he was on the Eagles. Then he eventually became the Cowboys quarterback. But Sure. He, huh. Yeah. It was interesting. He has been hired at UNLV. That's his former school. Not for football. He is going to be an assistant coach with the track and field team, specifically for jumps. Okay, so... I remember watching, I don't know, I don't think it was a 30 for 30, sorry. It might have been on NFL Network. I remember watching a Randall Cunningham documentary or some sort of thing on him. I don't know where I saw it, but it was really interesting. 
And I think his daughter was really good at track and field. Yes. His daughter uh, was. She won medals at the world championships. Yeah. She's signed by Nike. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. She, uh, is she a high jumper? And then I, I think, think she's a high jumper. He has okay. another daughter that goes to UNLV, I do believe. He also, he's coached track athletes in two Olympics and yeah. seven world yeah. championships. Randall awesome. Cunningham. Yeah. That's Let's really go. cool. You know, I have some cool McDonald's cards of him from 1986. I remember those cards. I think those are the coolest cards just because I remember going to McDonald's as a kid and getting those. Did you say his son also was a high jumper and won oh, two NCAA I national don't think titles I knew at USC? That. So. At USC? At USC, yeah. Before went UNLV. Would you be upset? Mm-hmm. I don't This may upset's too strong of a word. If you're if you were great at some sport at a school, let's just take AM for example, that's the school you love. Let's take OU for example, that's the school you love, Corey. Mm-hmm. If you were great at a sport there and your child, whether son or daughter, was great at a sport and that school that you went to was recruiting them and I you wouldn't want to go there. You'd say don't go there? I, I don't think so because you, you just automatically be judged off of that scale, right? All right. So, the, I mean, this is the thing, though, right? Like, A, my legacy is going to be so great uh, that now everybody holds my kid to that standard and or my legacy is so great that now my kid is going to have everything he wants while he's there. I see where you're going with that, Kevin, of not wanting to go there. Maybe you do hate your dad or parent or whatever, and maybe or maybe you love them and it's going to be perfect. Yeah. You get to live up to it. I think there's two different ways to look at it. A lot of relationship is is going to be part of that for sure. No, because I definitely understand your question. I just yeah. I feel like you're ju- you'd be judged at a crazy high standard right out the gate that maybe you don't want. This is to a- your point, like Peyton didn't go. Yeah, but Eli did go. Yep. to where Archie Manning went, where yeah. we pulled the Archie Manning helmet uh, at. RJ Duke Sports. By the way, if you want to follow RJ Dukes right now online and then go to their shop and sign up, it, do you, you still? The giveaway is on Friday. I'm not sure if entries are still open for that. I'm okay. going to double check that right. And now. I mean, it turned out Eli was the favorite because his dad fought for him to not go to a crappy team. Yeah, so that was. I mean, that was because he went to his college. He was like, "You're my favorite son." True. Uh, and he said, "No Chargers for you." Philip Rivers can die there as a quarterback. That's, that's a fact. I didn't know this well, either. One has two championships. The other never made it to yeah. a. Super Bowl. Randall Cunningham, his number 12 is the only number retired by the UNLV. What number is it? Seven? 12. 12. Oh, did you say that earlier? Say the sentence, say the exact sentence that okay. you just said again. Randall Cunningham, his number 12 is the only number retired by UNLV. What number is he? Seven? God help us. It's time for Mike Lexus. <laughs> well... You know, how many people caught this? How many people? I'm going to Twitch right now. I'm twitching this up. All right. I hope it's all. He just said it, Mike. Well, yeah, because you repeated it. You really showed me up there. Jeez. All right. Let's do Mike Likes It here. I'm going to change topics a little bit. I was not watching basketball last night, but yesterday I made the proclamation that uh, Alperin Singun, yeah. who is the center for the Houston Rockets, is a future superstar. And last night he had 30-13-5 and five against Golden State in a loss. But I have this pulled up somewhere. I was looking at this for the Dallas Mavericks. They've gotten away with Dwight Powell being their center for almost a decade. Let's right. face it, for literally a decade now. 
they have gone with oh Dwight Powell at center. Like they haven't changed it. This is like they have Dwight Powell this sucker for mm-hmm. a long time. Now I understand they drafted Derek Lively Jr. to eventually be the main center, and right. he's trying to be. But we saw against um, Sabonis the other night. Sabonis was thirteen of fifteen yeah. from the field, and Derek Lively was in the game for some of that. And he's I see the potential in Derek Lively and Jr., and I also see that he's giving good effort, but he is limited right now by only being 19, by not having NBA experience. So is there something that caught your eye? No, 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 you're good. Keep going. Okay. Something did catch my eye. It's unrelated to this. I apologize. So here's what's catching my eye in the NBA today is the Glutton, gluttony of centers that are entering the the NBA. And I think the Mavericks have somewhat, and I'll give an example. The Golden State Warriors have won multiple championships because the center position was a pretty weak position for a good five-year period. Now, obviously, Joel Embiid and Nikolai Jokic have won the last three MVPs. So we're seeing that, obviously, center is a major role. And I get the center position from... Hakeem Olajuwon and Shaquille O'Neal and Patrick Ewing and David Robinson, all of those centers in the 90s, it obviously has changed. That position is a different position. Most of the centers, not all, but most of the centers in the NBA are able to stretch the court too. But I wanted to bring this up to you guys because the Mavericks right now are still rocking Dwight Powell for half a game. And they're not going to change that. That that is their plan unless there's a major trade for the Mavericks. They're going to try to Dwight Powell this sucker into the playoffs and then hope that Derek Lively Jr. keeps developing. Uh, But it's very tough to ask a 19, 20-year-old to be a leader of of the defense. And, And I remember on one of the podcasts that I watched, Everybody that starts a center in the NBA that's a rookie usually loses 50 games. Now, I do do not think that's what's going to happen to the Mavericks this year, but it shows that it's very tough to do this with a 19- or 20-year-old center and make some sort of playoff run. And just in your mind, whether it's Vooch, Capella, you would like another big that can yeah. siphon off those minutes from Powell while not... Stopping the progress of Derek Lively. Do I have that? Yes. Derek Lively, I want playing 15 to 25 minutes a game. Obviously, his foul trouble, matchup, physically. He's going to also hit a wall, too. I mean, you follow Duke basketball. He wasn't getting tons of minutes, and he didn't play tons of games. And whenever people look at his stats and everything, I definitely get that. But you look back at his game log, you're going to see a lot of 18 to 20-minute games, right? And that's in a condensed... I think maybe he played 34 games, something like that. All right, so if you're talking, Mike, 18 to 20 minutes over the span of 34 games, now if you look at even 25 minutes, 23 to 25 minutes, once you get past midway, this is a whole new world. So what I'm saying is I'm very glad now that it's over and done with, the Mavericks made the absolute right choice at 12. They had 10. They traded back knowing that they could still get Derek Lively Jr. with that pick because the center position is starting to get fully loaded again in the NBA in a different way. They're not just all posting up, but the Mavericks need to concentrate on center a whole bunch for the future because listen to the Western Conference and what you're going to have to go up against for a long time, not just this year, but for a long time. Obviously, Nikolai Jokic, by far the best player in the NBA, and honestly, it's not even close right now. 
You have, I'm just looking at stats right now. Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 21 and a half points. Now he's a, he's a finesse center. He's a different center, but he is a center in the NBA. All right. Alperin Singoon, last night, 30, 13, and 5. He is right now averaging 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 5.7, so almost 6 assists a game at 21 years old. Does it make you feel any better about the soft defense for him? That he's not a physical player? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that like... For the, for the purposes of the Mavericks, does that make you feel any better? Yeah, but he's only 21, and he's True. getting physical. I, I wa- I'm watching him, and like he ran over uh, LeBron James in this L.A. game recently, and LeBron got upset that he got knocked to the ground and didn't get the call because Singoon was like, I'm just going to go through him. I'm going to try to go through him in this situation. But he's not as physical as Jokic, but really – He's besides, not a great defender right, so, so far. right. 100%. He's not a he's not a rim protector, sure. right? He's more of yeah. a taking charges type of guy. Uh maybe in the sense of a a much better version of Brad Miller. If you remember Brad okay. Miller from back in the day, uh but I do think that he's going to be an issue in the Western Conference for the next decade. All right. Everybody knows Victor Wimbenyamba, right? Now, look, the Spurs are not an issue this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. But we know that Victor Wimbanyamba for the next 10 years plus is going to be an issue in the Western Conference. And then you just keep going down the list and you have Rudy Gobert, like him or not, he is, he's made the all-star team multiple times. You look at Walker Kessler, who's in Utah. I'm just going in the Western Conference, by the way. I'm just trying to Western Conference this thing uh, in a weird way. Minnesota has a gluttony of centers themselves because Nas Reed is averaging uh, you know, 12 and a half points and, and a really nice player that I was hoping the Mavericks could get in the offseason, but he wasn't available. Minnesota uh, kept in Valanchunas. Uh, you have the defensive player of the year in Jaron Jackson, yep. who he's a combo guy. You have Anthony Davis, who's a combo guy. But at the end of games, he's playing center for the L.A. Lakers. You can just keep going down the list. DeAndre Ayton's not having a great year for Portland, but that's another big guy. And they're in a rebuilding stuff. But you just start looking at center in the Western Conference. And, guys, I pass the ball to you now. This Dwight Powell thing is going to be the biggest issue of Dwight Powell's career because there's so many good centers in the Western Conference. I'm going to call a timeout on that and just tell you you one other quick thing. All-pro Colts linebacker Shaq Leonard has been released. Now, he had complained about his playing time, and now he's been waived. If a team picks him up, he would count... $6.11 $6.11 million against them for the rest of the season. That's he, how much like the Cowboys have in cap money left, Kevin. Is that exactly how much? I don't know. I'm just oh, throwing okay. that out I there. feel like they had a little <laughs> bit more than that. But if you're looking at the concerns in terms of, obviously, we've talked about a position of concern and a player that has been excellent in the past is opportunity to take a run at it right there. Sorry, Mike. This, no, no, no. This like, makes this a big. lot of sense for the Cowboys, to yeah. be honest, doesn't it? Yeah, abs- no, it absolutely does. Percent. And it makes sense that they made that move because he's been very outspoken right. about, hey, what's the story with my playing time? And Van Der Esch's career is over. I hate saying that, but it looks Could like be. it's over. Yeah. The Cowboys are worried that it's over. And by the I way, hope he, it's not. he's a free agent, too. So at this point, right, Van Der Esch was on a contract that's... I think you're right about that. If he's on a multi-year contract, it's very releasable, yeah. if I remember it, because of the injury concern to his career. So you're not really committed to Van Der Esch 
past this year. Yeah. And at this point, it sounds like through the Cowboys that they're worried that Van Der Esch, because of his neck issues, yeah. career... Pro- they are worried about that. That could sure. be over. I'll, yeah. I'll use the word could be over. So uh, I, this is an interesting scenario for the Cowboys to try to get help at their at their weakest or he's still under contract possession. next year. Okay. It, it, how how guaranteed is it? Uh it is I mean it is releasable and he wasn't making a lot of money to begin yeah. with. Was he 6 million? It's actually 4. Okay. So he is definitely releasable, but that's the other thing to your point. Yeah. The Cowboys don't know if he's ever going to play yeah. again. By the way, I, I didn't mention, like I mentioned to start, but Sabonis is like another guy. Because sometimes you click on center and they're listed at power forward yeah. uh, for their stats or whatever. But you just start looking at the Western Conference and you just get worried about what are the Mavericks. I get I get Lively at 19. Great sure. pick. I love that he's contributing his rookie year. I didn't think that would happen. But you also have to go... Can we really make a run in the Western Conference with a 19-year-old center and Dwight Powell? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, there, there has to be so much different contribution to, to help out in that respect. And that's why, I, I mean, it's been a problem for the Mavericks for the history of the Mavericks, yeah. right? But maybe maybe they can add another body that yeah. can be better. I just wanted to kind of look at, hey, sometimes we don't look at the other teams, and you start looking at the other teams in your competition and you start going, oh, crap. Now, yeah. the Clippers are horrible at center. I won't say horrible. Zubak is a guy that, look, they have issues with him in the playoffs because teams take advantage of him tremendously. We've seen Luka take advantage yeah. of him. So you don't want to get, like, even though it's Zubak, I do think would help the Mavericks, and he's way better than Dwight Powell. I do worry about him come playoff time because teams can take advantage of his uh, lack of mobility, I would say. And then he doesn't take advantage of you on the offensive end where, look, I think you'd run into that issue if you got Vooch, but he would take advantage of you on the offensive end if you decided not to play a center. And somebody asked this question. I've actually seen a couple people. Why isn't Rashawn Holmes playing? You've seen it sparingly in... I guess it doesn't yeah. look super awesome He to played start. the last six minutes of the Sacramento blowout, and I saw, like, I think he's as good or better than Dwight Powell, but it doesn't matter. I yeah, mean, I, they I do not. I'm not joking here. I think there's a five percent possibility that Dwight Powell's number seven gets retired by the Dallas Mavericks. When it's all Ooh. said and done, I do think there's oh a gosh. small possibility Dwight Powell. There will never be another, another another number seven in Mavericks history. That's how much they love him. And then on the football front, somebody was asking if Leonard has to pass through waivers. One of the things about that though is if you pick him up, you have to eat that money. And so that's a $6.1 million hit. So I don't think a team that's like out of contention would pick him up just to be like, hey, let's see how that goes. Because you have to eat a chunk of money right there for salary cap space that can be rolled over for the season. I think that's what I think. That the teams that would be in best position would not be as interesting. Last one, somebody just texted me, don't forget about Chet Holmgren and his 10-year career point. possibly that's coming up in the Western Conference. Like, yeah, There's a whole bunch of seven-footers that you're going to have to deal with this next decade who are in their early mid-20s. Well, Mike, Brad Townsend just posted a video of Maxi Kleba oh, shooting shots but not jumping right now because of the dislocated right oh. pinky toe. So we still have time. He's shooting shots, though. Yeah. All right, good for Maxi. Usually he passes them up during the game and screws up the offense. But TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 